Hey, what's up, listener? Thank you for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, Terminator Dark Fate releases a new trailer. The Joker movie is being hailed as a masterpiece from early reviews, and the new Mutants movie may still be coming out, only it won't have any mention of the X-Men. Lame. Plus, another Patreon-sponsored movie review as we take a look back at the 2005 Joss Whedon sci-fi flick, Serenity. Geekerific. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Wednesday, September 4th, 2019. Now listen here, bitches. You say you're looking for a podcast about comic books and TV and movies, but you don't know where to go? Well, stop whining and tune into the Jock and Nerd podcast. These are the only guys you'll ever need. They're jockey, they're nerdy, and they're bitches like you. So keep it on the Jock and Nerd podcast. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. Check. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. Let's give it up. What's up? That's what's going on, listener. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we deliver comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And over there in the corner is our very own psychic puppet weapon. Who's on the run from the government? We've stowed him away on our podcast as we rob you of your time and your sanity. Of course, it's really Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Put a bullet in me, Imran. <laughs> yeah, someone needs Squish. to <laughs> take Rugs out of his misery. Flying on the old spaceship. Wow, that was a long winded allusion to our review later in the show. Yes. One that I hope people get and they're just like, what the hell yes, are you, you talking don't think about? about George Costanza or his father. <laughs> Serenity now! <laughs> uh, oh, Anthony, did these Seinfeld it. jokes get you? No. Yeah, you know, did you? Did you never watch you the Seinfeld? Thing. You missed that whole thing, did you? I missed all of it. Yeah. Wow. All I, the only Seinfeld reference I get is the Costanza wallet. Oh yeah, yeah all lopsided and, and uh, big full and of everything. Yeah. It kind of looks like my wallet right now. Mm. Why is everything on a forty-five degree angle? Oh wait, it's my wallet. Sorry. <laughs> Well, Anthony, we're glad to have you back. Hey, uh, thanks. You get sufficiently. I wasn't getting married, and it was I wasn't rehearsing how to eat dinner. No, that's no. what I thought. I was like, why do you have to rehearse how to eat dinner? I don't get these weddings. That's weird. Yeah, it's you strange. Just pick I know, up the food, yeah, I wasn't rehearsing it, dinner. Put it in eating. your mouth. Uh, I don't think Emron's been part of a rehearsal dinner. No, I have never been asked to be in someone's wedding. No, and if a <laughs> motherfucker asked me to be his best man. I'd be like, fuck you. Oh, We're not friends anymore. Do you Why? know how much money this is going to cost me? What a fucking oh. inconvenience. Hey, Imran's notoriously cheap. <laughs> That's right. You could ask. He really is the cheapest person. Everyone I'm related to. You've never been in anyone's wedding, huh? Uh, no, no, not as like part of the stand up. Yeah, like part of standing up mm, in the wedding. Yeah, no, I've never, I mean, I've, I don't know. In Islam, I, do they, uh, when they get married, do they have groomsmen and bridesmaids? They do. I just am not very close with my family. Jeez. That's all. But even still, they never call me and be like, hey, you ought to be whatever. Look, I'll, 
I'll come to the wedding and I'll buy an appropriately gift that covers the cost of uh, the head of one person at a wedding. It's the least I could do. Will he? Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes there's an IOU going, I'll get you later, bud. Congratulations. I'm just awful. That's unbelievable. Anyways. I feel like everyone gets involved in a wedding at one time or another. I mean, even my wedding was a very small, quiet, simple affair. I'm like, no, no, bullshit. Plus, it's just a decadent waste of a lot of money for one day. When you know, you're even probably a, right about that. You know, you could you could buy a car, you could put a down payment on a house. You may not even be married a year from now, and you're wasting all this money. It just seems silly. Anyways, enough about my <laughs> wedding thoughts. This is not a wedding podcast. <laughs> Let's get to the geek news. The Jock, Jock and Ned podcast. The worst wedding advice you're ever gonna get. Pretty spot on. Talking nerd. All right, all right, gang. Let's start with our quick Spider-Man movie watch update 2019. Oh shit! Let me check. Wait. Oh, hold on. No. Oh wait. No. Nope. Spider-Man's still not in the MCU. Sorry. Week three. But you have a butt rugs. I don't have a butt. That's it. No. uh, Tom Holland was uh, (laughs) was misquoted about playing a gay Spider-Man. What? I did not see this. Someone had asked him if he would if, if Spider Man was gay, would he still play Spider Man? And he uh-huh. was like, "Yeah." And then Twitter all of a sudden made it: Tom Holland is the gay Spider Man. Tom Holland so, like, plays they just gay asked him a question, and oh. then they ran. Of it's course, just, you know he had to he had to like put out a statement, or he had to expand on what he was talking about. It's have, weird. have people not learned by now that you can't respond to things like that on Twitter without any further context? It, like, you put a seed in the ground and it grows into a mighty oak very quickly. Wow. <laughs> That's what Twitter's that was, for. to me the, the laugh of the day when I, I went on Twitter. Anthony, do you have a Spider-Man update? Is he back in the MCU? What do you know? Have you heard anything? What? No, I guess not. <laughs> Moving on. What really we're going to start with is... The new Terminator Dark Fate yes. trailer, this picture, directed by Tim Miller, coming out November 1st, featuring Arnold and Linda and Edward Furlong is back, and this is a second trailer. And here's something I, you don't hear me say very often. I'm still not digging this at all. Oh, shit. Oh, my wow. God. Uh, yeah, no. What is this? What did you guys think? We get a little bit more plot, a little bit more... A clarification that that is Arnold Schwarzenegger T-808 uh, still around. Um, but I don't know. This Anthony, what did this get you any more hyped, any more geek motor? This honestly, I don't know. It's weird. It did nothing for me. Uh, it didn't, I mean, actually, I didn't find it to be all that bad. I thought it was good. Okay. I, I thought it was solid. The what only did you prob- glean from the trailer exactly? I mean, the only problem is, is it's still the same story yes over and over now <laughs> i mean i'm sure there's going to be this like different beats but it's still overall redundant. the same story of saving someone from that's going to stop judgment day or the robots or whatever yeah so basically from what i've picked up and obviously from the last show you knew this is that uh they they stopped judgment day but judgment day is inevitable and now this other woman is going to give birth to the John Connor. Okay. Uh, that that stops this new version of the Judgment Day that's going to inevitably be happening. And then it appears that they all go and find uh, Arnold, and he's training the new girl and all of them. Well, that's the part right there already where the story 
not having seen the movie, obviously, but the story doesn't add up. Why is Arnold still in this film? Because he's still there. Oh, he died in the. In he the, died in T two. This is the this movie. Is, yeah, this is supposedly a continuation from T two. A sequel to T two. He's and ignoring. If, and, if, and if we're this far into the future, why would Arnold ever get sent back? I don't know. It's just strange. I also find it strange that there's this article, James Cameron headline: James Cameron watched the last three Terminator movies to figure out what not to do with Dark Fate. So he never saw them before? But it doesn't <laughs> look like he's actually doing something different uh, based on this trailer. Uh, he basically said one of the things that seem obvious from looking at the films that came along later that we would need to get everything back to basics. Instead of making things overly complex, we need to avoid stories that jump around in time. Let's keep it simple in the relative unity of time. He said the first two movies played out in less than two days. So there's an energy and a sense of urgency. Uh, and he also said, wait, they thought about this as a three-story trilogy if this thing does well. Uh, he's got some story for two more movies. But then he also said he wasn't exactly with, happy with this script as filming began and while he was on the set of Avatar would be punching up pages, rewrites, sending them over sometimes the day they were going to shoot the scene or the day before. And mm. so I don't know how that goes over with Tim Miller over on the set. Does that make it better? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm going to give you a last minute change. Right. Uh, almost, let's just uh, throw this in there. I don't know. There, be, uh, the other thing I did notice, it's a very small thing, but finally it looks like the bad Terminator, in this case played by the Hispanic guy, I don't know what his Gabriel name is. Gabriel Luna. Gabriel Luna. Yeah. They, they're making him not this stoic character. He, there was a one scene where he's going through the... He's got he's smiling base, and, and he's, yeah he has a little bit of personality. He's so. making jokes, but all of his stuff like his powers and his spears like it kind of reminds me of Venom a little bit. Did everybody get get the kind of a <laughs> Venom symbiote yeah, vibe. A ven- the way- there is a venomness to it, but they also clarified that the girl is not a robot, or so she says. She's like I'm human enhanced. enhanced yeah. But the thing is, they did this already with the Terminator, uh, the one with Christian Bale, Terminator Salvation. Salvation. Yeah. yeah. The, What's his name? The Australian Australian actor that now is in Avatar. Sam Worthington's character yes. is, is also a human robot hybrid. Uh so I don't understand why he's like I've learned what not to do when it all seems the same. Uh, oh, James Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. Anthony, what did you like about this trailer? I do love Arnold going, I can see you're very upset. Like when she first shows <laughs> I, up. I mean, it, as a Terminator him. fan, I'm it it does yes. make me smile to see he's uh Sarah Connor, what's her name? Uh, Linda Hamilton, Hamilton and, and Arnold, Arnold together on the screen. The action looks good. I mean, yeah. we'll see. I don't think I don't. I'm still not geeked about this, but the action does look good. It looks like a summer blockbuster. Does the CGI look better at all to anyone? Yeah, the CGI is not quite there yet, but I've seen worse. You know what I mean? I've seen much worse. I mean, Venom was much worse. Yeah, that's true. And then oh. you have like this elaborate plane sequence that's probably the end of the movie that looks a lot like uh, other movies recently that have a plane sequence. But I do enjoy the point where he shoots him point blank in the face. Right. Uh, revealing his thing. And then you got Linda Hamble going, I'll be back. And it's just like not even really a good line reading. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm very I, skeptical. You guys hated that other Terminator movie, right? The one that just came out before this. Genesis? Genesis? That was a mess. Yeah. I thought that would have killed the franchise. And yeah, here we are. <laughs> I remember... Going to the movies, 
and enjoying some of the action sequences, but then hating the movie vehemently. I was like, this movie is fucking, I hate this movie, but there was some cool action in it. So I was like, uh, I was conflicted. But um, I would agree. The action in that was fine. It's just the story is just so off the wall. Stupid. It was yeah. convoluted time, jumpy things and just dumb things and dumb choices. Right. Uh, but you had uh, Daenerys. You had the mother of dragons. Yeah. Like she was all right. I don't like the other guy either. The guy that uh, Jai Courtney is Kyle oh, Reese is Jai, awful. Yes, yeah. he's very wooden. And then the other guy is John Connor. Would he didn't he, was he bad wasn't John too. Connor for me either. I mean, he was a bad Clark. actor. He just wasn't John Connor to me. Anything, any of the casting choices in that movie was <laughs> fucking horrible. You know, I haven't seen so. uh, most of like Sarah Connor Chronicles, the TV show, but everyone says Lena Headey is like their favorite. Sarah Connor over well, Linda it, Hamilton. No way. No? Linda Hamilton T2, the best. Yes. Uh, uh, there it is. She's a definitely a close second. And um, and the show didn't allow her to be as cool as the movie did. I see. Um, but uh, she was pretty badass in that show, though. You should never check it out. You should you, featuring Summer Glau as a Terminator, who is going to be in the movie we're going to review. Absolutely. Later on. All right, listener. Let us know what you thought about this Terminator Dark Fate. Are you geek bonered for it? Geek boner? I don't know. Join our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. It's closed. It's exclusive. It's just for you to hang out, post fun memes, have geeky conversations based on stuff we talk about uh, on the show. Uh, Anthony, uh, yeah. you, last week we talked about this Joker trailer, the final Joker trailer. Yeah. Let me get your quick thoughts. Where are you with this Joker movie now after this final trailer? Uh, I would agree with what a lot of you what you guys said. The trailer, it looks like art. You know, the trailer itself I thought was good, and it looks like something out of the late seventies. Um, yeah, I I liked a lot of the stuff they did, but for me, more more of the hype is the fact that this movie is getting such great um hype in terms of people seeing it early and right? saying that this so, is Oscar worthy yeah. and getting getting ovations. So the trailer itself was good. Um, it looks like a, a one-off movie, um, but I'm more excited because everyone is saying, I mean, I think there was, a, there was something that came out that this got um, higher early reviews than Avengers Endgame. And, wow. Yeah, like this is the most hyped, or uh, the most hyped superhero movie um, since, well, maybe not. Endgame's not that long ago. So, but anyways, it's still very hyped right now. So that that what's makes that's what makes me excited. The movie is a, still a month out, but it just premiered at the Venice International Film Festival, and reviews are out. Many people have now seen it. Social media reactions are out. I'm trying to avoid reading the review, but you can't help but notice over and over again words like darkly funny, thrilling, tragic, masterpiece. Uh, a powerful Oscar-worthy performance from star Joaquin Phoenix. A lot of people giving it perfect scores, even oh shit, or close to. You could you could take uh, a huge bet on Joaquin Phoenix delivering, and I think that'll that'll carry the movie for me. Um, I don't I, mean, I don't know if I'm gonna love everything about this movie, but Joaquin Phoenix doing a masterful performance. I'll watch that no matter what kind of. I mean, I watch any anything he's in pretty much. He and he. I mean, I just there's this article on Variety that gives a little bit more insight on what was going through his head. He is he's going to kill this. He t- he talks about how he read a book on political assassins to get a sense of killers and their motivations. But the main thing this article uh, said to me was that they wanted to create something that wasn't identifiable. 
he did not tr- be get influenced by any former Joker uh, performance. They're trying to create something new and almost create something in the moment. Like they're discovering this character. And that's, he goes, what's so attractive about this character for me is he's hard to define and you don't really want to define him. And I love that he said that because that is my problem with like a Joker origin movie. I don't want him to be defined, but I feel like they are going to bring something new and a sense of discovery and creation to this uh, that we haven't seen before. Let's talk about the new story. The headline that says Joker receives eight minute standing ovation after Venice screening as first reviews. Oh, shit. All right. Look, I've never been to a film festival. One of these film festivals. I would imagine people, uh, there's a lot of booze going around, you think? People are drinking, having a drinking? good time. Yeah, of course. Oh, booze. I thought you said Bo- booze. Not, not booze, like alcohol. Booing, yeah. Yes, yeah. no, drinking alcohol, possibly. At a film s- festival? Right? Sure. I don't know, maybe. It, I, I don't I, know. I, well, I would we... feel like, I feel like these people would be super into like giving it their, their full attention. Oh, not being inebriated so they can yeah. take in the art? They can take in the art and like maybe have a beer here or there. but no, like there's drugs everywhere. I mean, that being gotta be. <laughs> if, if, you got, if you got booze in you, you're not sitting through that entire fucking film. I think if you're you getting you up to, to pee. pee, no, you yeah. got you got a vape pen with some weed, and you got a nice cocktail in your hand. You're enjoying the festival. You may stand up and clap for eight minutes straight. Oh shit! This is what I have a problem with. Think about clapping. Are you trying to justify how this could have happened? I don't think this is. This has to be exaggerated. Just think about eight it. Eight minutes is a very long time. Eight yeah. minutes of, I have never clapped more you than like 15 to 20. You can do a workout in eight minutes. Yes, you could do a CrossFit <laughs> wad and burn calories and build muscle tone and work on your core in eight minutes. I have never clapped more than maybe 30 seconds at a you time. You can have sex and smoke a cigarette. Oh my God, you can have sex several minutes. times. Yes. Se- several times. Several. Hundreds. Ramron, definitely. Yes, that's a lot. Uh, but... Just, I can't put myself in a in a theater where you're standing for eight minutes and just cl- my hands would be raw. I'd be like, "Why are we still clapping?" You it's think been it's hyperbole? Four minutes. I'm sure I got a standing ovation. Uh, Blake Braden also pointed out in our Facebook group, uh, Clerks too also got an eight minute standing ovation. Take it for what it's worth. I think people are just drunk and they're happy that the movie's over. I don't know. Uh, but the Rotten Tomato score is 88%. Let's see. It hasn't changed. What we know for sure oh, is it's that... it's 83 now. Sorry. Well, yeah. What we know for sure is that Joaquin Phoenix is going to pull a roll out of his ass that's going to be memorable. Yeah. Now, is it going to be the iconic Joker, or is it going to be some psychopath that happens to wear a clown makeup? Who cares, right? At the end of the day, you have Joaquin Phoenix in an interesting role. I, You know, another interesting thing Jim Lee said... He posted a lengthy thing on Instagram. He said, there's nothing in this film that's incongruous to what we know and love about the character of the Joker from the comics. Meaning it's it's Joker. Uh, do you guys think this will be a good step in expanding and pushing the boundaries of comic book movies, quote unquote? You know, this is, seems something completely different. It's something that maybe the genre needs. To, to mix it up so, once in a while, keep it fresh. I think if you're talking about straight up mainstream superheroes, uh, yeah. I mean, Heath Ledger and, you know, the Nolan films definitely are in that same category yeah. of like elevating the genre. Um, I think less so with the Marvel movies. I don't think that they're really as Oscar worthy. No, that's a uh, good point. In their performances. I mean, I, they're like, the amount of screen time that they have and they're just like they're like 
basically ensemble cast where nobody can really give like a a nuanced full performance um in the Marvel movies, especially the newer ones. Um but yeah, it's it's something that's been done before with comic book material. I mean, now uh, the but talk not is not a superhero mainstream thing. Th- yeah. This movie could, you know, possibly best picture nomination at the Oscars. Uh, you know, com- you know, it sounds like what Logan did to Wolverine, uh, uh, this movie will do to Joker. I'm I'm super psyched. Like this. Well, that would be my example of why this might just be a one-off cuz right. you had Logan. Yep. It's not like all the movies that have come out since were like Logan. Right. And you know, you had Dark Knight. Yeah, it's not like all the movies ever since that have been like Dark Knight. In fact, Nolan tried to make a sequel to Dark Knight that wasn't like Dark Knight. Yeah. So it's it's my point being is it's hard to come up with that magic and recreate that over and over. And if this movie has that magic, that's great. Yeah. But you know, you need the right ingredients to make that happen. And I think that's why it will work great as a one-off. We were talking last week. If it makes a boatload of money, are they going to turn and be like, hey, River, want to do more of these? For me, it feels like DC just kind of stumbled into this. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to learn anything. I don't think they're going to be like, this is the way everything's got to be. It's clear to me that Joaquin and the creators of this movie were like, yeah, we don't want to be involved in any of your other bullshit. You're going to, we're going to make, we're making this movie, but we're making it on our terms. So we might not even follow anything in the canon because we don't give a fuck. We just want to make a joke. We want to make a movie called Joker. Yeah. And that's what, that's what this looks like. And I just uh, called him by his dead brother's name. I said River, uh, not to make this any more morbid that the movie will be. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to see like Oscar worthy movies that are based on comics, you got to look at Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. That's a good one. A History of Violence with Viggo Mortensen. Those are both based on graphic novels, and they're all they're both like Oscar worthy films that are like deep. I like Ghost World. Like it's not Oscar worthy, yeah. but it's a nice, quirky, different comic yeah. book movie. So, uh, I mean, it's been done before, but it's just these are like indie comics that are not superhero oriented and stuff like that. Just comic book movies. Uh, this is the so biggest is, character to try this. So with. I think, yeah, I think that um. Like you still like with Batman and the Joker in the Nolan movies, you still have that comic book thing where it's you know violent, uh, two guys duking it out. It's still PG thirteen though. Yeah, so this is like a hard R. Yeah, it's a it's completely another step in the in the direction of cinema. So I I think it's going to be interesting. I love the seventies eighties look of it, the taxi driver meets Mean Streets kind of thing that's going on. King of comedy, right up and down, even down to the orange suit. It's so yeah. It's I think it's going to be really good. I can't wait. October four. I think it's coming out early October. Uh, Let's switch over to Marvel and the MCU. Uh, The latest news on this uh, redheaded stepchild of an X Men movie, the New Mutants. Uh, got some more details in a new test screening. Apparently, Marvel removed all the ties to the X Men franchise and the word mutants in the movie. Oh, so the word shit. mutant is in the isn't in the movie, but it's in the title. That's pretty stupid. That's a that's a good point. Maybe they'll just refer to him to the new as the <laughs> new mutants. Uh, but uh, you know, the, it said these changes were made to give Kevin Feige an opportunity to bring the X-Men properly and have not have this return refer to the old Fox universe uh, Good idea. Oh, actually, that's, you know, I was going to agree. That's pretty smart. So they're dialing back on what it means to be a mutant. It's just going to be a movie about kids with powers. 
And uh, no reference to, but there's a, a fandom wire says the story is set within a secret facility that experiments on mutants. And the main character, Blue Hunt's Daniel Moonstar, doesn't know she's a mutant or the meaning of the word. Moonstar is brought to the facility after attack by Demon Bear. So they're still kind of following the new mutant storyline with the Demon Bear. But they may change that. Change all that. It is an interesting move. It could work to help save this. I still just put it out already. I kind of want to see this movie. I'm tired of being teased by this one X-Men movie that's probably not any good. I just don't understand how strategically this is going to work. But, I mean, by just keep delaying it and delaying it, the enthusiasm and it's the stink of it being bad is going to keep getting worse. So, I don't know. So, also, it says that Mr. Sinister was going to be the big bad guy in this movie, and they'd probably have to change that. And, and there was rumors that John Hamm was cast as a min- Mr. Sinister in the Essex Corporation that they tried to set up. The, the, the quicker this movie just gets out and yeah, goes away, the better. <laughs> yes. It's what they need. The fact that it's hanging around. Right. I mean, yeah. they did it with Dark Phoenix was like, just get this movie out. Well, and this on. one's even worse because they, yeah. they've like completely reshot. I guess even Dark Phoenix they did, but... They've completely reshot it. They're trying to change the tone. Now they don't want to incorporate mutants. You have Marvel buying them. It's just this movie just needs to get out. And now and Disney is spending more money on this movie that nobody well, knows what to do with. It's smart on Disney like to like want to be just get their hands yeah. clean of this because they don't they don't want this to be the first movie they release with the X Men. Their banner yeah. and it's the X Men and it's something they had no hand in creating. Yeah, it's a good move. I don't know. They to me, I think. They should have just put it out on on streaming without any kind of advertising. Yep, just just release just it. Yeah. Every cent that they spend trying to get people to w- go to the theater to watch this movie is money that they're never going to get back. It, yep, it's cutting into your profit margin. Uh, I mean, right they there. should release it. Like, remember what was that? Uh, Cloverfield Two. Yes, they just like released a promo after I think it was the Super Bowl or and something. And then they put it event. out on Netflix. And it was on Netflix that night. It's like, oh. I didn't yeah. even know they were making this movie. That'd have been great. And you know what? They want they you know they have seventy percent, sixty percent share in Hulu. They want people to sign up to Hulu. Just fucking put this movie out of Hulu. Don't tell anyone. Watch people race over there and get an account. Yeah, and watch they the shouldn't fucking put it out in the theaters. They shouldn't. They should try and get money, or they should just because they're going to spend more money trying to get it out there, and they're never going to make it back. And you got to market like, the how fucking much movie. It possibly make it's yeah. not. You think it's going to make more than Dark Phoenix? I don't know. No, no, not at this point. Uh, and you're wasting money on marketing, so it's this is like a lost loss, but they're trying to salvage something, so we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Last week, we also talked about D23 and, and all the awesome announcements, uh, but there was a couple of things that uh, were announced that I wanted to, to go over that we didn't talk about regarding the theme parks and all the crazy new shit Disney is going to put in their theme parks. The first thing, they're calling this Disney's Avengers Campus. It's like this whole area that's set up like Avengers uh, recruitment centers. And it's where you would go to become an Avenger. But it will have the Disney's first Spider-Man ride Geek-boner. in the park. Uh, and uh, from the description of it, it looks crazy. This is going to be in uh, D- Hong Kong Disneyland and uh, California. I believe it's the first ever Spider-Man themed attraction at a Disney park. The ride invites guests on board the web slinger vehicle where you can shoot webs to help Peter catch all the spider bots. 
Loose, I read another thing where you go into this lab and Peter Parker's there and he's showing you his all his inventions and there's spider bots and the spider bots get loose and, and go crazy and then you get in this thing and the concept art has kids like shooting webs at these things. I want to do that. That looks like I, fun. I got to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Unless I'm going to these parks, don't care. Well, like you had Kate don't and Patrick care. on your show. They didn't <laughs> sell you about the whole Disney Springs and adult nightlife. Yeah, and- but I mean... What, what what comments am I going to have about a ride that doesn't exist? I mean, you got to wait four hours to get on this thing. It's <laughs> yes. over in like less than a minute and a half. Well, yes, there's been you gotta ten, get those fast passes. You got to get the fast pass. You can wait he ten hours. Get you those ten hours to get into fucking Galaxy's Edge. Fuck that shit. <laughs> but it's a good time to go to the main park. Apparently, no one's there. They're also going to have Doctor Strange California Sanctum. There is a Pim. They should do everything. Kitchen. Anything yes. they have, they should do all of it. <laughs> they own it. They should make all of it into some sort of ride or theme park. Oh, they're, yeah, they're going to milk the shit out of everything. They should do everything. They should make a whole Marvel section and all their theme parks. Avengers Campus I mean, like, 2020. Like, if they create something that's truly like magnificent and, a, and breathtaking and makes you feel like that you're in a comic book, that would be cool, but... I don't know. <laughs> I, I, did, I would I actually I trust Disney when it comes to their theme parks. They're they're pretty immersive. Yeah, that's the first phase. Second phase is going to have Wakanda, and you'll be able to ride a Quinjet to Wakanda and suit up and help Avengers. Like they're going big with this one. Okay, what about this? Does this get you to go either on an even bigger, crazier scale? Uh, Disney World uh, has this Star Wars hotel that's going to open. Have you heard about this Star Wars hotel, Anthony? Right now, I'm hearing about it. Dude, this thing is crazy. It is a set. There's a couple of weird rules. It's a set two-day, two three-night uh, trip. And it's you go there, and then you go on a uh, a ship, a galactic cruiser. So as it's as if you're on a, a cruise, but you're on a space cruise. And there's an immersive storyline. Wherever you go, the people you interact with ch- will change. It will affect the storyline. It looks like you may even have to wear like certain clothes to like fit into the Star Wars themed hotel. Uh, rumor have it that it's going to cost a little over three thousand dollars per person. Oh shit! My wow. comment actually on this yes. is, I, th- I think there was a stat or some sort of study done with people of my generation and the generation after me, where. People nowadays are more and more likely to spend their money on experiences rather yep, than yep. items, houses, cars, property. So, in a sense, this is on trend with what this generation and the next, all the other future generations will want to do is experience something where you step into another world and you're living in it. It's an immersive experience where you you know you can't get anywhere else. You could take a lot of photos. Now, I don't know how many of us people. will have 3300 3, to spend on <laughs> right? a night. You see but. what happens when you legalize pot. <laughs> people get stoned. They're like, Whoa. I want to be immersed. What What if we had like a Star Wars hotel, dude? I mean, that like, whole, um, what was it called that they built? The Star Wars? Uh, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, that thing is nuts in terms of uh, the, the amount of people that we're people are. That. Yeah, people are loving it. It's getting a lot of buzz. Uh, but this is like a multi-day story yeah. unfolds. You interweaves with the cruise. You get on this uh, ga- ga- uh, galaxy cruiser. There's uh, lightsaber uh, training. When do you uh, rest? All the- do you just I, go to your room? I, I don't know. Can you can you escape all this for a second. You can. I I don't know. It feels like you're always in this. Like 
You always have to act like you're in Star Wars world. You can go to the bridge. You can learn about the ship. Even the windows will show you space, changing space vistas as if you were out in space on a on a cruiser. Like, it sounds cool. That price is ridiculous. That means I'm never going there. I mean, the price is, if, if you're going to have a, a, a hotel where it's literally a different world and everyone that works for the hotel is acting yes, and you have to interact, yes. I mean, the, the price is ridiculous, but... I mean, how much is that thing going to cost? And it's also, you can only go for the two-day, three-night stay. Like, that's it. There's one package. Like, this ah. whole story ah. takes this long. It's like the beginnings of Westworld. It is a little bit wrong. So, oh, shit. shit. Yes. <laughs> you don't know. Am I still in space? Am I in Star Wars? Again, more concept art. I'll put links and in the show notes. Looks the, great. Like, nutbags in there that think that that's the real world and start to <laughs> go out and want to come back. Yeah, they don't yeah. want to leave. And then they, they get out of reality and they, they think the earth is crazy. They, that's Westworld. You get deeper and deeper. You don't know what's real anymore. Why isn't this lightsaber actually cutting What would you rather anybody? do? Let me post this question. Okay. Would you rather do a real life or like a, a simulation like real with real things and that's recreated and you know it's fake? Or would you rather be jacked into a computer? Like a virtual, yeah, like, like the Black Mirror, Black Mirror episode. Yeah, what would you rather do? Oh, I would rather do man. the fake thing. Yeah, the, because the, I feel like that the um, fake thing has limitations in like how big it can be. But the virtual one could be limitless. It could yeah. be like huge. The only thing, my argument against the virtual one is just getting too lost in it being a new reality. Like well, it tricking yeah. your mind yeah. so yes. much that yes. your mind is now thinking that this is a reality. God, I don't know the uh, the the real life situation would all would have limitations, but if it was like Westworld, it would be insane. But you're right, Anthony. You watch Black Mirror. There's several episodes. There's one called Play Tester where this guy goes in to test a game, but then you're not entirely sure if he ever gets out of this game, right? You know, and you get lost in there. But just the convenience of like the the VR, you pop this thing on, you could be wherever you want. Yeah, and and if yeah. there was like a suit that had the sensations, you oh, know, yeah, I totally agree. It could be limitless if you're in a simulation. Also, like Ready Player One, like all those yeah. people in the future are just in VR because the real world is shit. I mean, I feel like they're both limited in their own separate ways. Like, so it's interesting. What would you choose? Which limitation would you? Choose? Fuck that real world. Fuck that real. Although if I had the money, I would do the Star Wars hotel in a fucking minute. It sounds How like much is it again? Th- uh, rumor. It's not confirmed. Rumor is like $3,000 per person. So per two people. Person? Yes. So it's like a, it's like a murder mystery party that goes on for three I would nights. I go by myself. Yeah. I would just do me to see what it's like. Like because imagine taking a family sucks, of four. It's just on you. Yeah. Yeah. But if you take someone and they hate it, then you're fucking, you wasted three grand and then you have to hear them bitch. You need to be really into it to like put up with everyone's always being in Star Wars. Might get annoying. You would need to be a really big Star Wars fan. (laughs) Maybe that's why it's only two days long. Because after that, you're like, all right. I think it should be a day long. Yeah. I don't think it needs to be two days. One day. uh, Look, Disney's doing some crazy shit out there and they're going to continue to rule the world. Uh, that Watchmen uh, HBO TV show, guys, has a premiere date, October 20th. Oh, shit. We will be able to watch the first episode of the show of which we really still nobody knows anything about this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of the trailers, they've done a good job at keeping things quiet. I still have no idea what the fuck the show is going to be. But uh, I'm going to watch it. We're going to review it. I hope it's good. I hope it sneaks up on me like. The other show that we just watched, uh, The Boys. The Boys, where I yes. wasn't expecting anything. Yes. 
And then it fucking, you know what just um, did that to me? What? Fucking Dark Crystal. Oh, shit. Oh, so shit. on Netflix, uh, The Age of Resistance, I've watched the first couple of episodes, Rugs. Yeah. And uh, as a felty Rugs, we are looking at amazing puppeteering. Like it's it's quite it, it's quite remarkable. It's it, look the the puppets. I'm not really too jazzed about to be honest with you. I mean, they're doing the best that they can with what they're doing. They're still Jim Henson puppets. The story, yeah. actually is engrossing, and the world building is engrossing. And I at, at a certain point, I'm like. I fucking feel like I'm watching Game of Thrones. It is. It's very Game of Thrones. There's seven uh, lands that the these gel- Gelflins live in. Anthony, do you remember this movie, Dark Crystal from the 80s? No, you've it, never seen it. It's all puppets. Oh. Jim Henson oh. <laughs> puppets. Uh, this is a prequel. Dark Crystal? Dark Crystal. You see these crazy pup- puppets. And- it's like nightmare fuel. It's like they made it for kids in the 80s where like they just made the scariest shit for kids. Yeah, when that was the and thing you, you did for kids. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck am I watching? This is so satanic. I got to be honest. Like, I was never really into the, the movie. I don't even I don't know oh, if I've seen it. The movie's like almost unwatchable. Yeah. I don't like, so I, I'm looking this up. I've yeah. never liked the those 80s, 90s films that they made where they were like fantasy book it's like a Howard shit. the like Duck. Willow, yeah. Yeah, like Willow, Willow like, yeah. like Labyrinth. Yeah, like, Labyrinth Legend was another one. The, what, there was a one where you walked, there was one with a fucking giant lion. Uh, you walked into like a, I don't know what the fuck it was called. Was that one? I remember oh, watching it. The, the Chronicles of Narnia? No. It have been that one. I think it was something similar, but yeah. Yeah, I've never liked those like fantasy books where it's based off of like you go into this new world, and that's why it took me so long to even get into Game, Game, of, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, yeah, Game yeah. of Thrones. Same. But this is kind of like a puppet Game of Thrones. It is all the the incest and fucking swearing. Uh, yeah, I I started watching that, and I was like, I was watching him. Let me let me appreciate because we're always talking about practical effects. Yes, these are amazing like, practical effects. I'm like, you know what? This this some motherfucker made all this shit. Yeah, we talk about Godzilla. We talk about the miniatures that they make and all that other stuff. I'm like. They made all this shit. I'm like, let me appreciate it. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, he grabbed me. But um, I'm hoping that the Watchmen grabs me like this thing. Like, because I wasn't expecting anything out of this. Show. I was like, almost like hate watching it. And then I ended up liking it. And like, we don't so, really know. And I think they, it's smart for them to keep it mysterious because we don't. It's Damon Lindelof, of course. Yeah. Which that's. I don't know if it's a gift. Or uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, Hopefully he has. Titans. The- I'm, I'll watch because they seem to be kind of like correcting course a little bit they so got that, like yeah that's the next thing something you can watch right now listener as the show post titan season two will have started on the dc right. universe app you got you got connor kent superboy joining crypto uh you got another you got another death stroke but he looks sick in this costume you got jorah mormont as a bruce wayne uh I'm, i'll be checking it out it looks skipped over in dc news bit though what which is what uh the the birds of prey uh teaser came out no it didn't it was an official one i thought it was a leaked ukrainian teaser yeah but it's legit footage should we watch it guys i don't um, know is it real is it real it's real is it real like as in real real or is it real as in cosmic news.com real that fucking site and i don't we got know look at it you tell me uh, so, i, I, don't know, I think that they released i think that they i think it was Released early and then they released it legitly. I think. So the I'm, stories I'm, sure. I'm seeing now, New Birds of Prey teaser is coming to theaters only this weekend, but it does surface online apparently. Uh, Google it. Huh. Let's let's I'm watch it real this. quick. All right, Kaka nerd. Okay, so uh, we just watched the 39 second teaser. That's a, it was less. 
It was less than that. Apparently only will be in theaters for Birds of Prey. Um, I do like how she's smashing the it balloons at the beginning. And she's like, I'm fucking over clowns. Uh, but what did you guys think? What else did we see? Here? That's, I mean, that's, cl- that, that's the really, there was a bunch of quick shots of other stuff. It, it, the start is clever. It's in line with what you would expect with Harley Quinn. It also is in line with the fact right, that Deadpool's she's just a Deadpool. Talking, yeah, yeah, talking to the camera. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, it looks fine. They're pivoting her to fourth wall breaking type shit. Everything about it looks about what I would expect with a Harley Quinn led movie, even though it's called Birds of Prey. Quick shots, yeah. lots she of colorful steals sets. This movie, I guess. Yeah, they, they put her right up front. Bury everybody else. I heard that they uh, they brought in uh, Chad Stahelski. To that? uh, that's the guy who directed John the John Wicks mm-hmm. to punch up some of the action. It looks it looks fine. I mean, it was only ten seconds. They started off clever, so yeah. And then I love the yeah 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 song. Heads will roll. Very appropriate. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, if well, we were, talked about it, we talked about it. Once it gets released, apparently they're going to put it. This is an interesting move. If they're just putting it in the theater first, make people go out, buy some tickets, uh, buy, we'll some s- tickets. buy some tickets. All right, let's take a break here. We'll play some promos and we'll come back and do our Patreon movie review right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Venice. And I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor, Flav, and Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The Josh. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lyft. Instead <laughs> <laughs> be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good. Right, we're terrible. Terrible. Tangents <laughs> all over the place. And not only that, but they be keeping it fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think, no, not right now. Shut up, just... colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Me on Twitter at VFU Podcast. So you can find them, you can find them. So check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy! Okay. What Flav was trying to say is, check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground. Do you like superheroes? Do you like movies, television shows, and comic books? Do you like listening to a guy rant about these things for hours on end? Well, then you're in luck, because you need to check out Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape. Featuring me, Scott James Meridew, we'll be talking about a variety of geek and nerdy issues, joined each week by a rotating panel of guests that will try to contain me. Jokes on them, I cannot be contained. So please, join us on Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape, where superheroes go to relax, but I never do. Cue the music! Listener, thanks for hanging out with us each and every week. If you enjoy the show and want to support the show and want more show, join our fan club over at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! 
Uh, you're gonna get bonus content. You're gonna what happened? Jock and nerd. Yeah, for I don't know why. You, were, that you weren't expecting that, per- that. That particular jock and nerd. I was just imagining you saying it like that. It, but it's, it was well placed, well timed. <laughs> no, just you on your just toes. the way you you had to say that to record it. You know, that's before we even recorded an episode. We've used these these yeah, drops the that. very first thing, and it still worked. Jock and nerd. Why? Why did I think this <laughs> would be a good like idea? It sounds like a weird bird. Is yes. Yeah, it sounds so strange. <laughs> but now everybody, we got everybody doing it on podcasts. People walk by my office and I hear it. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways, join like, the How did you come up with that voice? I don't know. I was just like, I think I should just go, Jock and nerd. I was like, I but don't know. Even there, the way you just said it now is a lot higher than how you say it. In that, in that, uh, but yeah, my voice was lower. Bite. You're like, Jockey Nerd. <laughs> it's like angry. <laughs> it does sound like a bird. Sounds like <laughs> someone's either grabbing his nuts I'm as he's saying it, or, or he's a, pretending to be a bird. That's what happens when you grab my nuts and twist right. When you twist left, it's a different sound. <laughs> I don't, I, all of those, like even the geek boner. I was like, why did I record this? Like, I don't know. Why did I record, oh shit, it's something I needed. Uh, who knows? Oh, shit. Anyways, join our fan club because you will get access to a bonus RSS feed that has tons of extra content, bonus content, instant reactions, whole episodes. All the shows come out early. This show, Anthony's spinoff show. Uh, and at the $10 a month level, listener, you get to pick any movie you want, force us to watch it and review it. It's a lot of fun. Sometimes it's movies from my childhood that Anthony doesn't want to watch. Sometimes it's movies from Anthony's childhood that me and Ruggs, the two old fucks, don't want to watch. Uh, this time we're going to do one now, and it's actually a pretty fucking decent movie. Oh, shit. I don't think it backfired. Uh, so, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Sign up. Get us to talk about whatever movie you want. Let's get to the review. This review is sponsored by Listener, Patreon supporter, Cialis, and Olestra. Uh, Talk to your doctor before taking these. No, the lovely and badass Lisa Morrison, who has been a patron for 20 months. A patron saint of Morrison. A patron saint of Morrison's uh, and is at the $10 a month. Thank you so much, Lisa Morrison. She has picked the movie. Jockey nerd. Serenity. From 2005, Joss Whedon's Serenity. Here's how she picked it, though. Originally, if you guys remember, Jose Ibarra. Jose. Jose picked the movie Serenity. But then uh, Anthony had to go and disrespect Warwick Davis on the air. Oh, shit. And he switched his to Willow, at which point Lisa Morrison signed up. And she's like, I'm putting it back on the docket. One of so my she favorite loves this movies. movie and she wants us to review it. Yes, here is your spoiler alert from a movie <laughs> for two thousand from two thousand and five. Strap yourselves in, you fucks! Spoiler time. Uh, j- written and directed by one Joss Whedon, based on a Joss Whedon TV show called Firefly. Right. Short-lived, much-loved sci-fi show on Fox ran and yeah. but from two thousand and two to two thousand and three. Only 14 episodes, season one. In fact, on episode 11, they were told the show was canceled. Uh, Bye-bye. Yeah, and they did the thing. They claimed there wasn't enough viewers, but they did the thing where they put it on Friday late at night. And then they kept on moving it around. And they didn't play all the shows in order either, did they, No, they were not in order. They fucked the show big time. They super fucked the show. In fact, Serenity is the name of the two-hour pilot of Firefly. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, this show, uh, movie, 
out of 10 on the Rotten Tomatoes box office wise. This movie made in 2005 for a crazy low sum of $39 million. Oh, shit. Uh, Rumor has it Joss Whedon originally was like, give me $100 million and 50 days. And they were like, nope. And he goes, okay, give me $40 million and like 25 10 hour days. And they're like, okay. So the movie ends up making. Uh, 10 million opening weekend way back uh, in November of 2005 and finishes worldwide with a little over $38 million. So right. just kind of broke even. The fans loved it uh, of the show. Uh, th- like I said, written and directed by Joss Whedon as a conclusion to the series Firefly starring all of the cast, the main actors from the TV show. Also, something crazy. This was Whedon's very first theatrical fucking movie. Like, right. he loved this project oh, so shit. much. He went out on a limb. Fan support was high. Well, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, too. But. Yes, so Buffy ended this in 2002, spring. No, the movie, the actual film. Oh, he did the he movie. was involved with that as well. But yes. this is his first, like, writing, directing debut, from, yes. what, from what I understand, right? Yes. Uh, Cast, you got Nathan Fillion. As Mal, Gina Torres as Zoe, Alan Tudyk as Wash, Morena Buckerin as Inara, Adam Baldwin as Jane, uh, and then you got Summer Glau as River, Ron Glass, Shepard Brook, Chiwetel Ejiofor as the operative, and Sarah Paulson, who's done a lot of stuff, and then a bunch. Jewel State there. Jewel too. State as Kaylee. Oh, I forgot about Kaylee. Uh, Kaylee didn't have a lot to do in this movie, unfortunately. No. She's a great character. Uh, Rugs, let's start with you. You you watched the whole show. All right. So I was told by, I think, hey, Scott Weinstein. Yeah. Got to watch Firefly. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And I was trying to find it, and then it was never on at the right time. Yes. I couldn't follow it because it was out of order. That's a problem. And I was like, I kind of like it, but I really don't get it. Yeah. And then um, it, it got canceled. And the brown coats, which were the fans of the show. Yep. There were the stands or whatever you want to fucking call them. I hate that word. <laughs> anyway, there were the fans of the show and they like kind of like uh, convinced. There was so much of an upswell of people like wanting more of this that I guess that gave Joss the juice to go ahead and make this movie, which should have never been made. Yes. The season right? one DVDs were selling out in 24 hours when this when it came. Right. Out. So I watched it on DVD uh, because. You know, I want to see it in order and the way it was meant to be. And then I fucking loved it. And I was like, man, this didn't across, this did not come across on network TV how good it is. Like, I, I sat there and I binge watched it, right? So um, then this movie comes out, I guess, to end it, to end the story. Yeah. Well, it was kind and, of what he was going to do for season two. Yeah. And um, it's a low budget movie. Um, you know, it's. But it, I, I really think it's great. I mean, I, for what it is, um, it, it's not going to stand up to like the big budget crazy movies of it. But it's got everything that you expect from an Avengers movie. Yeah, it's got snappy dialogue. Yeah, it's got people working together. It's got like a layered subtext of a story that has means different things. Ensemble cast. Yeah, it's talking about like control. Yep. versus. Like uh, freedom, it's yep. talking about what uh, what the price of that is and all that other stuff, and it's kind of a deep thing. So, like, I kind of like have a soft spot for this, 
even though I could see totally see somebody going, eh, it's not, it's all right. So my my bend on it is that I was excited when I came out of the movie and go, I can't wait to see it again. And uh, if they would have maybe put another ten million into this movie, it could have been fucking a classic. Anthony, do you did you know about any of this going into this movie? Any of what? Firefly TV show? Yeah, I was Joss aware Whedon, of Firefly. Serenity. It's Joss Whedon, but I was only aware of it because of Josh Sweden getting the part to do Avengers sure, and then yeah. doing research and being like, oh, all these fucking nerds love this guy. Yeah, they want a reason. him to do it. Oh, yeah. this is why. Okay. Never went back and watched Firefly or Serenity. So this is my first time seeing anything like this. This is so that's interesting because I think he does a good job of dealing with the viewer who loved the show and dealing with the viewer that's never seen the show. So Anthony, you're good at this. Why don't you give us a quick uh, plot recap? What happens in this movie? Oh, okay. Uh, I, I love when you do these. <laughs> it's there's this alliance, which is this group of this government force that it controls. Um, many planets and many people because earth is uninhabitable uninhabitable and they've been doing nefarious things including experimenting on this one girl that happens to get on this ship with these ragtag group of thieves and they end up getting caught up in some sort of uh government mystery that was much bigger than what they anticipated that's not a bad synopsis <laughs> That's pretty accurate. They've uh, uh, so. What did you think? Uh, give me some opening thoughts after I'm having watched the Serenity. Boy. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> uh, I think I was missing something though because I don't. I feel like if I would have watched Firefly, yeah, I might have grown to like these characters a lot more. For me, the most intriguing characters. Uh, Chitwell Eufer, whatever his name is. Uh, Chitwell Ejifor, the operative. The operative, I felt, was the most interesting character. There is some interesting stuff in there, um, but what holds it back for me is I'm I'm not in love with the the main cast of characters. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't grow like some of the quippy lines were funny, and I can see how um, Whedon had developed his ensemble and his the way he writes dialogue. Yeah, because this is definitely carry carries over into Avengers, but overall, it felt like to me. Um, that I was missing the boat because I didn't see Firefly, and for me the 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 sci-fi level CGI is really bad. Yeah. So well, yeah, they. I and I understand like, the budget is not there, but it right. it does hold hold it back from me getting totally immersed in this world. They totally tried to do too much with too little of a budget. So they tried to give you like all of these worlds. Yeah. And all of these like cities, all and, shot in California. This movie, yeah. by the way, like yeah. you know, like a speeder bike thing. Yeah, <laughs> like they tried to do all this stuff that would be in a Star Wars movie, for example. Yeah, or like a Han Solo movie. Actually, I think this is better than Solo. It's more of a fun watch than Solo for me. Um, but it is a Han Solo movie. It's yeah. what it is. I mean, Mal with, is with Han zombies. Solo. Yeah, yes, with with space zombies and space pirates. Yeah, but um. Yeah, they didn't have the budget to really do what they wanted to do, and I do think watching Firefly, you get a more of a a sense of like Mal's relationship with Inara and right. what that's all about. Like, did you figure out that she was a prostitute? I had like, no idea. They, yeah, yeah. Exactly. See, they, that doesn't come across over that. Um, was um Rain in the TV show? Ri- who? Wait, which one? Uh, Rain River. River. Sorry. Yes, River. Yeah. And See, Simon that, that was both. another thing too, where because I didn't watch the TV show, so. 
in the in the movie, she the Doctor Simon, right? Yes, Simon is her brother. They escape with River, yeah. And then the next scene is them on the on the He's ship with, with her. yes, with uh Mal, right? And I'm just like, why? So for the fans of the TV show, this is a part of the back backstory you never got about you know how River seeing this with River. Uh, oh, but it, it left me as someone that hasn't seen the show. I was like, why are they on, why are, how did they get to the them. ship? Yeah, yeah, why are they yeah. hanging out? When did this happen? I thought so. I mean, I saw this. I think this is only the second time I've seen this movie, and I did watch Firefly a long time ago. I did enjoy it. I do enjoy kind of the western space opera slant. I do appreciate that they tried to use practical uh, effects as much as they could because of the budget. But the times when it slips into TV level. CGI does take yeah. you right out of the movie. There is like a TV-ness of it. There is a little yeah. bit. like it, Because originally, uh, Whedon wanted to do a, a, a little bigger budget made-for-TV movie to finish this up. He got a deal with Universal, talked them into it, and the fans really wanted it. So the you know the compromise was like, we'll give you $40 million, make it work. Uh, so, But I do love, in the beginning, the tracking shot through the Serenity, because on the show... The ship was like the, the the a character. The ship was the tenth character, and they recreated the whole interior of the ship from the TV show because they they had destroyed the set and they had to rebuild everything. And that tracking shot in the beginning is amazing because you really get to meet all the characters kind of real quickly. I thought he set it up well, but again, I'm watching this having known a little bit about Firefly, so. And also Anthony Inara and that guy Book, Shepard Book, Ron Glass, they were on the ship during the show. Yes. So six months pass after the last episode, the final episode in this where Inara and where, Book. So where does not, this occur? Because she escapes in the beginning of the show or the movie. That's the flashback. That's a flashback. Yes. And then oh. real time is when they, we get to the ship and you meet the crew. Ah. Yeah. They don't have they don't do a good job. I think what they did was they they didn't make that evident. And for whatever reason, to, I guess to get people into the into the serenity and into the crew and everything, I feel like that was kind of like a lapse. And uh, most people will be confused by that if they didn't see the, the show. It's one of those things. That's why I'm like, this movie shouldn't exist. There shouldn't be a movie about or co- completing a story of a show that yeah. nobody watched. It's kind of a crazy, unique crazy. thing for this even to happen. Because, like, anybody who went to go see this is going to sit there and be scratching their head and being like, I know I'm missing something. It's There's something that incomplete about this. And uh, they're banking on, you know, Chiwetel Ejiofor's performance. Yeah, which he's great. And, he's really good. And yes. The, this brilliant story that they came up with. This is a great story. I, I think the storytelling and the story is, is, is really good. But yes. It's so Stop poignant that. right now because yes. we're talking about Right now, people censoring people, conditioning uh, people, pr- like programming people how, how to talk, yep. what to say, yep, being to try not to be be threatening at all. Everybody has to just be nice, and then like how like the nicety basically takes away any kind of adversity. And human beings need adversity to to live. I mean, even in the Matrix, they say that they made a perfect Matrix where everything was beautiful, and and and, and that didn't work. Everybody died. So this is like a, a kind of a. A doubling down on that they they go and they say basically the mystery of the movie is that um they get uh this girl who is a psychic and she's she's able to glean from all of these people that are experimenting on her that they've experimented on humans before and what they did was create by accident 
a race of of people who murder and rape and like these murderous zombies that ride around the the galaxy the just, reavers called the reavers that just land on a planet and just fucking lay it to waste and uh they, the reason that these things got invented or happened is because they tried to create a a chemical that would calm humans down that to the would, point yes. of and and it had an adverse reaction on a small percentage of that well, basically it, it rotted the other humans though yes too. so it, 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 it created yeah. two bad situations so I thought that was really brilliant and yes. I thought that was really interesting and I would love to see that explored on a, on a much larger scale I love that. I would ag- I would agree with that 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 storyline that the third act that part with when they get to Miranda on to even when um, Mal shows uh, the was it the assist the, the operative the operative the videos and then the operative lets them go and they have their even their little back and forth speech um, about the operative killing like Mal being like you got to kill all of my own just to create a better world and yep, like, yeah, yep. well, I'm not even part of this but like the, all that philo- philosophical stuff was good i mean i liked how the operative wasn't like a two-dimensional guy like he actually he he's the he guy makes the movie he's he yes and he's the he is the the uh the guy who thinks he's doing the right thing until he's shown something different which is what mal shows him look back in the, the roger ebert review he, he is basically like the the hand of god he or yes. he thinks of himself like that like he he knows he's doing devious things but he's doing it for the greater good the idea of removing sin from everyone it's not that simple because you know what is sin uh roger ebert compared this movie to brave new world in 1984 because it is a critique of contemporary society the alliance is big brother uh and if you can't uh dissent then you're out you know there there, there's uh, the fight for freedom i love the whole idea of the war uh summer glow first of all that scene in the 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 nightclub where she gets activated and says Miranda, this chick kicks all sorts of ass. Dude. Oh shit! Holy shit! She's actually trained in ballet and martial arts, and she did a lot of her own stunt work. Uh, she's yeah, it was a lot. They cut to her. You it saw her, you saw her face doing the moves. Anthony, what do you think of Summer Glass fighting? I thought she was fucking badass. No, they did a really good job with in terms of having her fight a zillion people at one time and making it look like she's actually kicking everyone's ass. I mean, it's not Russo Brothers level by any means, right? But I mean, it's it, it's good it's for two thousand and five for what he was able to cobble together. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's impressive. But like, um, one of the things I want to get back to about uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor is that um, his whole way that he handled this layered performance, yeah, of always trying to seem calm, right. And like unaffected, but you could see something boiling underneath him. Yes, so good. And he in a movie like this, it doesn't belong here. No, it's so elevated. He doesn't elevate the whole movie. He's he's (laughs) the one that kept me intrigued by the movie because, frankly, I like I said, I didn't watch the TV show, so I didn't go to love these characters. Yeah, and for me, it's just a bunch of quipping characters that are making jokes, and Mal's kind of being like the the hard ass Indiana Jones yep, solo yep, type. Like, yep. I'm just like, I'm seeing a lot of tropes here, Yeah, yeah. but his character, I was like, Oh, this isn't just an evil guy. This is a guy that, like I mentioned earlier is like literally thinks he's doing the Lord's work here. And he was yeah. not in the show. There was no, he's new for the movie. I mean, it's, it's interesting that, um, I don't know you for his history other in other movies, but it's interesting that we didn't discovered him this early in his career. Right. You could see a lot of early discovery. Yeah, this was like his big breakout for me in sci-fi and stuff. But, um, 
Another thing I want to... Oh, man, I had a train of thought. I just burped and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the thoughts went out. Anthony, what'd you say yeah, about thoughts burp, being he, alive? He burped his thought out. Now somebody else it has out. it. Yeah, someone oh, else has shit that <laughs> I love... No, I was going to... Full disclosure, yeah. I'm going to say this, and I know you know Lisa's going to fall out of her chair. Yeah. Um, uh, that I don't really like the cast of this of the oh, show. Oh, shit. Really? Besides Alan Tudyk. I, Alan Tudyk's great. I love maybe, Summer Glau. Summer, Summer Glau's Glau? good and Gina's good. You don't like Gina. Nathan Fillion? I, Gina I, I don't. I got to agree. I, I didn't fall in love with this cast at all. I, that, yeah. that was one of my biggest disappointments is I knew that Whedon was good with ensemble casts. Yeah. And he made me love the Avengers together. Yeah. I, I wasn't impressed by anyone on the main crew. I wasn't like, wow, they're like this. They really got a great chemistry or wow. Like they, mm, each mm. of these have an interesting personality mm. that they can hook onto. Like, I feel like Jane could be done better. I feel like yeah. Malcolm Reynolds could be done better. Well, and like we said, I feel um, like Inara could be done better. Kaylee, I feel like they all Kaylee be didn't have better. a lot to do and she was really good. And uh, Whedon writes great women characters. Uh, and uh, you could see that in River Tam. Uh, Kaylee, it was unfortunate. She's very cute, very uh, great character on the show. Really R- not River, doing a lot. R- River Tam's okay. I mean, but she's just she's interesting because she's crazy, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. What yeah. about? I mean, you. I know that he's he's written great women characters before, but the what the other three are pretty interchangeable. I mean, you got Monica Backer just looking hot. Yeah. You have uh, Marina Backer and Marina Backer. Like sorry, Gina Torres was was, was, Gina was Torres? not bad. She played Zoe uh, Wash's uh, wife. wife. Of, yes, she's just the wife of the guy. She's not really. I mean, she has her little moment at the end. She's where like she the second in command. Up. Yeah. yeah. And then the other girl's just jokes. <laughs> yeah. Right? She's just the joke. She's the one that literally, the most memorable thing about her is she's like, oh, I'm going to have sex with you? Fuck yes, this. I'm going to yes. live. She's like, I want to live now. <laughs> Do you mean sex? Uh, yeah. I mean, they, I don't know. I just yeah. didn't. And again, it's a partly my fault. I didn't watch Firefly. So right. Maybe you yeah, needed to even, do all that even, legwork. Even though I did watch Firefly, I always thought, I'm like, it works on TV because yeah. like, it's, it's, it's good enough for TV. In fact, it's, it's pretty good for TV at that time, but for a movie, I feel like it just these guys are not able. I'm to surprised really carry they threw it. the whole cast in the movie. Yeah, it doesn't. It didn't seem like I'll agree with that, Rugs, that they could carry the weight of being in a movie. Like yeah. there's a difference between feeling like you're on TV and being like, okay, and then feeling like you're in a movie and you're like, okay, this is cinematic. Right, now, now. I'm gonna say this out loud, and people are going to. Oh shit! Get, really get your pissed. Twitter out, everyone. So. Just do this. Just do this little experiment for me. Yeah. Every just take Nathan Fillion out. Yeah. And put Sawyer in from Lost. Sawyer from Lost. What was that As, guy's name? I don't I, know. That guy. I don't know. That guy rubs me wrong sometimes. I don't. That's exactly what he should I do. I don't like. You should not trust that, him. That you dude. should be like. I don't believe. Like Malcolm Reynolds. You Josh never, Holloway. You, you never think that he's really a bad guy. No, you know but, that he's got a heart of gold well, and he's yes. just always going to soft those way. Like, I want to see Sawyer, a guy I don't fucking trust. Who looks like a Who dirt the fuck bag. is this guy? Yeah. I mean, I you thought know? Fillion did a good job of playing that that hard-nosed guy, but you know that he 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 will do the right thing and he's a little I, I got bit another of angle on Fillion. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't believe physically he could ever beat Chiquilla But he could fight. Euphoria. No, he yeah. shouldn't have been able to fight him he, at he, all. Whenever he fights him, I'm like yeah. Okay, Mal just looks like a bumbling idiot. The operative should have and the cleaned up and clocked. Yeah, like, I have clock. no idea why he's hanging with he's him. He's got too much of a comedic bent to him. Like, yeah. you can't, he can't shake it. 
even when he was being serious, I yeah. almost admit, like every time he was real fucking serious, I almost Im- imagined him like busting out laughing. I'm like, ha, I got you. <laughs> He's got that speech in the middle, which isn't bad. It's this big rah rah. I just speech. don't. I always think of Nathan Fillion as more of a comedic personality or someone that does Green Lantern for Justice League comic or videos. Or, um, movies. Oh, is the, does he? He does Hal Jordan all the time for Justice. Oh, League. he does the voice. So uh. like, that's the thing too. So I'm hearing he does Hal Jordan. He usually does Hal Jordan in like a quippy sort of way. For me, he's the guy from like, that show Castle. Like Malcolm Reynolds should be a he. He should be a a, a war gristled hero that is on the losing side of a war that got his ass beat that is now turning to being this pirate and having questionable morals. And everybody thinks he's a scumbag on a ship, and they do. But he doesn't really reflect that. He just reflects kind of like, like kind of like this milk toast bad guy. Uh, does he? Does like, he? Yeah. Like, does he give off the vibe that he's been through a war and now is looking for a new war to fight? Like every time he'd be like, I'm "This paraphrase," and we're, "I'm looking for the new war. Or, you're looking yeah. for the new war, Mal. Like or you're doing, you're, you're going to war again." I'm like. Yeah, and this motherfucker's never been to war. <laughs> this guy's never seen war. This, look at his fucking pretty look at this face. Idiot. Yeah, look at his he, soft hands. Yeah, right. But I, people who love Nathan Fillion are going to fucking flip the fuck out that I said this. But like, I mean, I'm just being honest. I could be this movie could be better served, or this character could be better served by a better actor that's more in line with what it is. Um, Josh Holloway, maybe, maybe. I'm, that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like. I remember watching Lost and thinking, this motherfucker, I can't trust him as far as I can throw him. He has that drawl that seems like a, like a pirate would yeah, have. Yeah, He and, like, seems the more like a way thief. About him. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Josh so, Holloway seems more like a thief than And Philly. he's fucking tall. And he can kick some ass, yeah. right? So he's got all the same uh, things. He's just more slimy, and I want him to be a little bit more slimy. Anthony, Nathan Fillion uh, in Big Mouth as himself. I forgot about that. Mm, in, in a yeah. bunch of episodes and... He is on the cast list of James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Oh shit! I don't, I don't know what he's playing. There's no name, but he's going to be in that movie. Okay. One of my favorite moments, like this, is what he fucking does in the movie, and I can't buy Nathan Fillion doing this. <laughs> he straps his friends' yeah. dead bodies to his ship. Yeah, that was rough. Oh yeah, so, the, to for the reverse to get through the reverse. And I'm like, and I'm like, that's a badass move that you have to yeah. be a fucking stone cold motherfucker. But he does, to you're do. right. He doesn't and come I don't across buy it as that for a second. That's a good point. But yeah, it's that- a that was an incongruent thing. I was going to say yeah. that was an incongruent feeling that I had of like, wow, that's that's really disturbing. But that's you saying that. Yes, if that is a guy that you you don't trust, then it would make sense. So we didn't got to do stuff on this movie that they wouldn't let him do on the TV show. But Fillion is so TV friendly that it doesn't yeah. kind of connect, you know. But let me I will say is even though I was the guy that started off, eh, it's all right. <laughs> there are a lot of elements there of of Really good storytelling, really clever filmmaking, <laughs> things that like. What, okay, what this, kind of stuff did you like? Because I have some. I mean, things the, the I whole third to. act. I mean, the, yeah. the the world building that is there, um, the bigger themes of control and, um, you know, doing doing what makes what you think is right and but kind of bucking the system. All those things. I mean, are 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 poignant and they all kind of meld together in a way that is is really good in this film. Like I, I give the film a lot of credit. It's just the 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 cast for me and the, the sci-fi TV level graphics just really really damage that like this is like 
like even if Shark, it reminded me of like if Sharknado had a really oh, no. great plot. <laughs> no! But but you saw these fake sharks coming all the time. I, I think time. it's I think it's a little bit above that. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm yes. being a little I'm, I'm yeah. exaggerating a little bit, but some yeah. of the space stuff, especially, I'm just going. Yeah, Ooh. I could see that. It's, yeah. it's it's a little bit above TV level. It's yeah. not like quite uh, prime movie like blockbuster level, uh, you know, effects. Um, but there are moments in this movie where it. It does surprise you, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" Like when they get the reavers to follow them, I love, and they that come through move. the cloud, and they yes. see that one ship, and you see the operative. He's just like, he's like "Oh, we got him! Here he is! Yeah, we got and him!" Then, like we just let him come in, and all of a sudden, all the reavers come in, and then the firefly is weaving in and out of these ships. Like even though it was terrible graphics, yeah, it was as it was very fucking gripping. It was very exciting. What a great move to yeah. pull the reavers through, and I love that's the one time the operative actually loses his shit and is not calm. He's like, ah, like, oh, fire at the reverts, fire at the ship. Somebody the, the, fucking the, fire something. The part where they completely fucked that up is that after um the Firefly, uh, you know, the Serenity lands, yeah. then it just looks really bad. It's like they, they like it's just like scraping by like really like, like really poorly yeah. into the into the, the into the bay there. And I'm like, oh they could have done that way better. It could have been way more of a crash. I love that scene also. I know. uh the other thing I loved was how the it, the Chinese influence is so big in the future that everybody oh, swears it. in Chinese and they're talking Chinese and it's normal. And also some of the dialogue where it was kind of like old old westy dialogue turned like they yeah. still talk like they're in the wild west and that uh, bothers me sometimes sometimes it's like a when, fun idea though like joss whedon and a lot of people do this they kind of come up with their own like jargon and vernacular yes. and like because like you know it's like years in the future and people don't speak the same way they have different slang the only one to do it right is things. battlestar galactica tv show the well, reboot i think it's the only one it okay but i mean they they're trying to do the same thing but like Every once in a while, I'm like, that's a little bit, I don't know. That doesn't sound like it would be a thing. I remember watching Battlestar Galactica, and they kept saying frack, and I was like, they're just getting away with saying fuck, pretty much. This is fucking brilliant. You just say frack for everything, and it's like your brain just hears fuck, and you could well, get away Farscape with it. used frell. Oh, frell. See, that's not as good. You need the K. You need the hard K sound, because it's yeah, funny. Right. Hard Ks are always funny, <laughs> and uh, lands a good punchline. Uh, so where do you where, where what do we what do we go where do we is there anything else we need to mention here? Uh, any other scenes you liked? I mean, uh, yeah. Overall, it's it is surprising that the movie got made. I do enjoy the Western sci-fi nature of it, and the, uh, the movie also. I will give you this: it gives a, a good, it does a good job of kind of throwing you off on tone. And there are parts of time where I'm like, oh, I'm a little too thrown off. Especially when Nathan Fillion's acting real serious, yeah. Um, but like the beginning, right? So you have the the dream sequence, and then you have it cuts to the scene of rain, rain, rain river, river, Sorry. where they're shoving the thing in her forehead. Yeah, it's where she's got a needle jarring. in her fucking forehead. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. And then the scene where uh, uh, the what is it called? The operative. The operative hits the dude in the fucking nerve endings, and then oh, puts yeah. a sword in front of yeah. him, and just like yep. has him fall on his sword as yeah. he said he would. Yeah, so, like that stuff. I was like, oh wow, this it's dark. Josh <laughs> Whedon, I didn't know yeah. you had this in you. Yeah, I'm used to you doing uh, Avengers jokes. Yeah. But uh, no, he's got some darkness, and I think for the fans, it was nice to see. It is a really strange movie in retrospect. Yeah, a yeah. movie that was made for the hardcore fans that yeah. no one watched. It's a or for a TV show that not a lot of people watched. In the early two thousands and the late nineties, I was all about Joss Whedon. Yeah, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, both of those shows 
There would be no Arrowverse without those shows. There would be no like a lot of TV without that. That broke so much ground, and it basically was the blueprint for comic book movies. Mm. And so um, I am not surprised that um, Serenity still kind of holds up in a favorable way, even yeah. though it shouldn't exist, and it's uh, you know got a the, it's got a TV cast in a in a movie, and uh, it's got. TV effects in a movie. I know, but for what it is, it delivers. It's a fun movie. It's entertaining. I enjoyed it. I've seen this movie like at least five times, and I hadn't seen it in a while. Yeah, I mean the last because I came out in like 2005, so I feel like I watched it a few times when it came out. Yeah, when it first came out on DVD, I watched it a couple times. So this is probably like my fourth or fifth time seeing it, and I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I found new things to like about it. So I feel I really think that there is something to Joss Whedon, and it's sad that like he. Has the stench of Justice League on him? And, yeah, uh, it shouldn't be his fault either, though. And not only that, he's been me tooed and all that other yeah, stuff. So. He'll be back. Uh, so <laughs> I wonder what he's going to do next. Back. I hope that he oh, does something shit. again. Do you, you know? think Joss Whedon's with the stink of Justice League? Do you think his the way he writes and his style and all that? Do you think it can still hold up today? Or have we no, have we seen too much of it now? Where he need to kind of reinvent himself a little he bit. He does need to reinvent he's kind himself. Of put all he's done all his tricks, all the tricks he has. Well, in his everyone's bag, been he's doing done. his tricks. Yeah, yeah, like, that's yeah. it. Everything. Everyone's yeah. been doing his stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. So like anything that you see that's superhero oriented or like an ensemble cast that's like the Scooby Gang. That's Buffy, man. Know? It's all because of Buffy. And yeah, and I mean, like, look, every show does it. Arrow yep. does it. Yeah. You know, everybody's doing Joss Whedon. The entire CW. That's why they got him to do the Avengers, as right? Joss Whedon he's the ensemble guy. To thank. Exactly. Absolutely. And he writes so, women fairly good, uh, I, except for that Wonder Woman script that well, I don't know why it was not good. I haven't read it. I don't know. I mean, I have to read. I never read it either. Uh, but uh, back in 2005, to market this movie, they did some early viral marketing. 2005. I don't. YouTube didn't start. Till 05 or 06, he made a bunch of anonymous, short, low-quality, black-and-white videos titled Session 416 or the R-TAM Sessions. They were put on various websites and message boards. They were not released in chronological order. What it was was River at her therapist. Joss Whedon was playing her therapist, and these were the sessions that the Alliance had with her uh, you know, interviewing her do- video documentation of how she changed while she was with them. So this was kind of the marketing he used uh, to hype the film. But clearly, uh, it was a-, a hard film to market, and uh, people did not come out as what? much as they wanted. Uh, well, look, that this movie was doomed from the be- beginning. Like, there's no way they changed the name of it. They didn't call it Firefly, so there had nothing to do with the show. Well, he did that because of licensing rights with Fox yeah. owned the name Firefly. So they call it Serenity, which, which is, is the name of the ship and the name of the Serenity pilot. doesn't sound like a sci-fi movie. No, and this is not the Matthew McConaughey uh, uh, movie that just came out this year. Yeah, so it Serenity. doesn't have that kind of punch that will get like snakes on a plane. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, it Pacific doesn't tell you the same problem. Anything. Like, like it was what specific rim is it about yeah, like surfing? Well, I, like, like I, I don't know what it's John about. John Carter, same thing. Yeah, the fuck so is like, John when you Carter? name if you name something that's not gonna catch the, the attention of people when they're looking at, you know, what's what's out this week, like that already kills it right there. Then you have like what, what was Serenity, by the way? The was name the of the ship. Sh- oh, okay. The name of the ship. Yeah. I had no I didn't. It was I on still, the side I of the ship in the beginning. I didn't completely figure it and out. And then All she's right. painting so it. Serenity yeah. is uh, okay, so the, why was the show called Firefly? 
because Firefly is the kind of ship it is. Oh, so whenever they would Firefly. land and dock somewhere, we're like they would say, "Oh, Firefly coming in," because they don't know what the name of the ship is. That that's something that they keep to them. That's to themselves. As well, oh, mm-hmm. but um, but uh, it's it's a Firefly class ship, and um, the Serenity is named after the Battle of Serenity Valley, where like you know all of his platoon got killed. So he named the ship after that battle. Do you think Serenity is better than? the firefly series i do why in, just in 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 terms of um that world building because everything because like you get the whole story there well in the show the alliance was vague yes so they gave so, like, you all that backstory the characters were better on the show because it's a drama about their relationships and that's interchangeable. Also, right? th- yeah, they never showed the Reavers on the show. They just talked about them. Yes. So, like, here you get the like the culmination of, number one, you get to know what the fuck happened. Why were yeah. they at war? Yep. Why are they yep. brown coats? Yeah. Uh, what was they, what were they doing? That was so, so, like, like, if you don't watch, you can watch the show and never, and, and not see the movie, and you don't know what the fuck anything is. Here you can get the idea of what the story is and then want to watch the show. I agree. You know I, mean? I agree. I would think that the, you would still get enough information to uh, get you. You curious. have the essence of what's there, yeah. and you might it might pique your interest to go further. Anthony, you gonna go back and watch the show? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, two thousand five was like that was the heyday of DVDs. You guys remember? Like that's when I fucking I think I discovered the Sopranos on DVD. Yeah, and you couldn't get things streaming. You had to buy the DVD sets. Well, yeah, I have a fucking huge DVD. Collection. And I think a lot of people discovered the show on DVD. One clearly. of my big issues, I think, and I've been spoiled by watching modern TV, is it's tough for me to now go back to like mid 2000s TV and, and watch, watch that shit. Not yeah, watch up. that. And some, like some of the yeah. set design and the yeah. act, not even the acting, but like just the, the production of the it. The production all. design. Yeah. It, it just, it really, like, that's why I was saying this. It took me out a lot of this movie. But it's a li- I feel like it's liberating to go back because. I think we we were more likely to like let things fly back then. Yeah, and you, I mean, I guess that's what's bad to some people that like you know whatever. But like, it's it's more interesting. It's interesting to see things that are like whatever, a little bit sketchy or whatever. It's definitely a bit less rougher. safe. Yeah, it wasn't raw, as safe. More yeah, raw, more I raw guess. and real. And uh, I want to go all real, this, but yes, well, raw. not real, but raw. I don't know yeah. about real, but yeah, but like. You get to see a little bit more of risks taken, yeah, and yeah. now, like people might say, well, there's nothing risky about this and that because that's been a trope forever. Blah blah blah. Fine, but you had stuff like Xena Warrior Princess. You still you had stuff that was kind of like trying to be different and trying to be out there and doing weird shit. So it was a weird time for TV, and I I I know if you look back at it now, it's really bad and cheesy, <laughs> but. Because you could you imagine the Xena Warrior Princess on right now? It would. I love I mean, Xena. Yeah, but, but I mean, it would, it's laughable. But yeah, it's laughable. But if you are a big fan of the Weed Burst, this is a, a huge part of it, and in, in, in the journey of him making these shows to becoming a director to getting Marvel, I love how you could see his his style already, and you know, you see the through line to yeah, where he yeah. got to Avengers. Yeah, I think that this is a cool idea, and I feel like. Someone should try and explore something like this on a real grand scale, maybe even in a TV show. Yes, yeah, like we have now. Yeah, like I'm talking about the level that people are spending on streaming. Imagine shows now. like the Lost in Space show budget on Netflix, 
and you right. do a Firefly that way, it'd be amazing. But you do a sh- yeah, you do a show about maybe not Firefly, but the same kind of concept. Yeah, the idea that yeah. okay, Earth has become in- uninhabitable. We've had to go off planet and start new worlds, and what all of that politically hap- what happens? Yeah, that'd there. be like, interesting. What is that about? What happens when you get out there and you start a new world? Like Lost in Space is a little bit about. It is that. a little bit like that. I hope they do more. But it's just it's just. It needs that that next level. Uh, it needs the more edge to it. You yeah. Know? Uh, Anthony, uh, give us a rating. What would you rate this movie out of 10? 6.2. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Rugs, what would you give it? I think I'd give it slightly. I think I'd give it a solid 7. Yeah, I'm thinking like a 7.75. I'm going to go 7.75 because I do love the Joss Whedon. And I do love his 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 dialogue and his character work. Hey man, I'm I was all in for this movie when I when it first came out. Yeah, a lot of people were. I remember the buzz, and then it was only in the theater for like three weeks. And I then was it there. Left. I saw yeah. it in the theater. Did not have a long run, but uh, you know, a lot of people recommended this later. I think the DVD sales were good for this too. So I think that it made me like appreciate the show more. Yeah, and it really made me like. It turned me around on this whole space western thing because I was against that shit. And it's not a Star Wars ripoff. I really think they did kind of get to do their own thing, and uh, it's just a shame they fucked the show up. If you are a Firefly flan, Firefly flan, Firefly flan. <laughs> well, there's no aliens. That's fucking number one in the on the show. Yeah, there's just human humanity. Yeah, yeah, it's all people. That's true. It's just people fucking each other over. Except for yeah. the Reavers, they're still people. They're zombie people, space zombies. Uh, as to if they are ever going to continue this uh, now after, uh, it sounds like nobody wants to go back to it. Like Nathan Fillion doesn't want to do it. Joss Whedon's not really interested in going back. So if you were looking for a sequel to Serenity, which is funny because this is why they killed uh, Alan Tudyk's character. And uh, and by the way, that was surprising. A, yeah, too. Was what like, what a the weird hell? fucking death. That's a strange. That was right a out, strange right? fucking death. Yes, the probably the most out of nowhere strangest death in any movie. That was a left. That death was not. Yes. It was like a Trinity. Same death, right? He's I, just sitting there. I, was, and then that the, was not earned or built up to, no. or like there was no point in that character <laughs> dying there other than just spike. just doing it, just to do it. Well, the point for the, him killing Alan Tudyk and uh, Book Booker. Uh, Ron Glass's character is that those two couldn't sign up for potential sequels. So they had to remove them. If there was going to be sequels, they're like, we're going to have to kill you guys because you can't give us three movies. That's the only reason they killed. There's no way in hell there are going to be three movies. Well, it was (laughs) no in the event. They were like, if this happens, but it's just that. So he kills them and everybody loved Alan Tudyk's character. Like, for him to go out like that it was so just strange. fucking weird. And I was it was like, just a what? strange way to have him die. I forgot that happened. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Uh, all right. Speaking of Joss Whedon, uh, we probably talked about this before. Yeah. But have you ever watched Dollhouse? I, I watched some of Dollhouse when they came out with the Eliza Dushku show. What was that about? That show would never be on TV right now. It was about him making like hot okay. girl robots. No, no, no. Okay. This is okay. In the future, they've figured out a way to program people's mind. Right. All right. So you if you're down on your luck or you need money and you don't care, it, you could basically go and say, listen, I'm going to give up my body. And you guys could do whatever you want with it for a couple years and just give it back to me and my memories back. So basically they take your memory. They basically wipe you clean. They download your whole entire personality to a computer and then 
They use you for whatever they want. They can give you a, make you a sex slave, an assassin, whatever the people want to pay for. They use your doll. Whoa. And then basically, uh, when that time is up, you get your body back and then you just get a bunch of money and then you can go on and live your life. Not having known what but has you happened to, to like, your body. But traces exist of yeah. what you've oh, done. Oh, shit. And it kind of creeps back in your nightmares and stuff like that. And um, it's it follows uh, a bunch of dolls. Yeah. And and basically that uh, some of their actual former personality that 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 it was, you know, erased starts seeping through and they start to realize, oh, I'm here. And it, the whole uh, thing starts breaking apart. So this show also it would never be on now because it's, it's basically rape like all the time, yeah. <laughs> like someone who is just like, well, voluntarily give up their body to be used as a sex slave. Or I remember watching this. It came out 2009, two seasons, 26 episodes. And I only but that's pretty edgy for Jocelyn. It's very edgy. And I would just watch anything Eliza Dushku was in. That's yeah, all. She's beautiful. super yeah. beautiful, super hot. Uh, but it, it that one I watched it. I kind of lost interest. I watched a couple episodes and then uh, it wasn't that good. Yeah, because they were trying to figure out what that show was. But yeah. like, that's how that's how dark. Joss can go, especially remember, with women. Remember back in the day, you had the luxury of try being a TV show and actually figuring out what the show is as you were making, instead of just having a fucking hit as it comes out when you have no idea if audiences are going to like yeah. it. Remember when they used to do that? It was it was a crazy show. Those a- were and, uh, good times. That's another show that would never be on TV. I mean, Westworld gives me pangs of that yeah. every once in yeah. a while. Yeah, but um. That's another one that's just out there. The show should never been on TV. There's a lot of those. Uh, but as far as Serenity, thank you, Lisa Morrison, for your patronage, for listening, for being a friend and a member of the Jock and Nerd Nation group. Uh, thanks. Uh, anybody sign up? JockandNerd.com. I, 10 I bucks have one comment on last week's show, if okay. I can. Okay, throw it in. I, I don't remember who. I think it was Imran, probably. Yeah, but yeah. whoever suggested that they'll have She-Hulk played by two actresses. Yeah. Really bad idea. Well, look, the, I grew up with the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I know from what you 70s. grew up with, but you, you guys talked it. it out and you figured out that She Hulk. That's acts not a good like, idea. Has yeah. to act. Yes, what a work. Well, yeah, I shot that down. Yeah. Quick. I just, I just, I just, I remember, like, I just thought of that now because yeah. I remember you guys doing casting decisions. I was like, wow, that was a really bad idea. I was just like, could it remember the good old days when you needed two people to play a character? <laughs> but it was a different situation but who didn't love bill bixby turning into lou ferrigno with a series of cuts uh of just his foot breaking out of a shoe and his back ripping there were some other casting ones i was like but that one was the most yo did you you suggest alicia eliza cuthbert no 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 No, eliza dushku Dushku, there eliza dushku too small listen my sophia ali pick for miss marvel that's there it is oh that one that one the only problem with that one i thought was that she's too old already She's twenty three. You could play a teenager. Mm. As a woman, you could play, you could still they could dress her down to look a like, teenager. I feel like Miss Marvel is like fourteen years old. No, she's like sixteen. She's like Peter Parker's age when he became Peter. That, Parker. That you're getting into the like Andrew Garfield slash Tobey Maguire playing teenagers when they're in their mid twenties. <laughs> Tom Holland is like twenty. Yeah, he looks but, young though. Well, yeah. the uh, I can excuse it in Spider Man because. He was never meant to stay a teenager. He was just that was just a building block for right. the next thing in the movie because like he was in college. Sure, by the Miss Marvel by the is the a teenager as a character all the time. Yeah. yeah, so far she has not grown up yet. Uh, good review. Let's get to some <laughs> comments from our listeners. News for the nation. We'll wrap it up. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. 
I can't believe it. I was going to say something, and then I forgot about the fart, and then I stopped. I can't believe Anthony actually listened to the show. Oh, shit. Me wow. Yeah. Bro, do I you even podcast? Yeah. You guys were positive. It was all very exciting stuff. Uh, and Rugboy, then you heard his pitch to Sony for what should happen with Spider-Man. Chaz Hubbard commented on the last episode. For anyone who hasn't listened to the most recent pod, Rugboy has a pretty sweet pitch for Spider-Man going forward. Their bottom is, is very weak. Also, Sean Glancy says, I believe your ideas for the future of Spider-Man are better than any reality we are going to get. You Chaz, have filled me with false hope. Reach out to me if you, uh, when, whenever your fight happens. We need to do a, another spinoff oh, we need recap a, the fight. Yeah, we need a fight commentary recap. I can't wait for that. I miss Jock Talk. Not really. <laughs> Except I do want to hear about Chaz's fight. Uh, Paul Mass checking in on the Facebook group. Hey, y'all, I'm going to try to make this as quick as I can after listening to this week's episode. Number one, listening to the discussion on the Eternals. What better way to drop more hints at Atlantis than with this film? I'm not asking for a fleshed out explanation, but treated the way Wakanda was treated in Age of Ultron. Just a mention to show the fans that, yes, this place is out there. And yes, it is coming relatively soon. I like Why that. Why not? That's not bad. I mean, you get Eternals and then Black Panther 2. Oh, I got a announced. comment about Eternals. I, I would agree with um, your guys' thoughts on the costumes. I looked up the... I mean... You don't like them, did you? No, they're, the costumes and the, the... I feel like they could have gone all out with the yeah, costumes yeah, and the... Yeah. I looked up the comic ones. Yeah. Those are crazy. They're crazy, yes. I mean, some of them are kind of a little stupid, but... Yes. With something After called the, seeing Ragnarok and seeing all yeah, that Jack yeah. Kirby shit yeah. there, That's and, with, and with it being Eternals, where you, it doesn't really matter, you know how how um, toned down they need to look. Make I, them I fucking thought, bright. Have fun. I, yeah, I would have thought you would have had fun with that one. This movie should be the most Jack Kirby out of all their movies. This yeah. is straight up Jack Kirby style, and I loved in Ragnarok. You see it in the sets, in the costumes. Maybe I'm hoping it's just like one vert, like the initial version, and it's going to evolve. Hopefully, but yeah, you could. The, some of the costumes would not look good on screen. Obviously, I feel like it doesn't look any different than what people wearing in Doctor Strange. It is like, all kind of becoming the same yeah. look a little yeah. bit. Doctor Strange, they got the capes and the the sorcerers. I yeah. At least he's got the fucking cape. Yes, the cape's awesome. All right. So uh, number two, uh, Paul Mass says, "I would love to see the next Spider-Man film feature Craven. However, I think the tone of Terminator and Terminator Two: Judgment Day would be best." For that story, this professional that has hunted all over the world now turns his sights on Spidey. This force that continues to follow him, almost feeling unstoppable at times. Yes, take Iron Man's tech from him, strip him down to bare bones. I like to also think of the Winter Soldier as well, or even the Punisher in the first episode of season two of Daredevil. That feeling of dread. Tom can pull it off. Sorry for the rent. Have a great week, guys. Thanks, Paul Mast. Yeah, Craven could be I, like, I like this. that. Yeah, cool. I to build on that idea, if this were still part of the MCU, what I would yes. have happen is in the first scene, he would sneak into Spidey's house and destable all the tech. Oh, so to right completely off the bat, yeah, right take the it bat, out of the okay, picture. He's out, his tech is out of the picture. And then you would have him capture like Aunt May like right off the bat, too. So then you're putting him in a position where he's like, there's now a threat to the family. He knows who I am, obviously, because he's been revealed as Peter Parker. He's vulnerable. Like you're, you're, and, you're putting him in tough situations yeah. right off the bat and putting in a sense of dread in him. I like that relentless killing machine, Craven. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely be dramatic for Peter to have his aunt and his identity. Well, his identity is known now, so he can't hide. So it's, it's, it's a... 
it's a way to go. Someone mm-hmm. had a follow-up comment then. They were like, but wouldn't Craven actually then want to go after Black Panther? Wouldn't that be a higher price target? Well, if it was MCU. Spider- yeah, that is, that it was is MCU. The- yeah. I mean, Anthony, you could still do your idea in the Sony side. I kind you of absolutely could. I'm kind of interested because now you have Miss Marvel. She's your spider, perfect Spider-Man replacement. I'm kind of interested to see if, what Sony is going to do. I, and I'm still expect. I'm sure they're having conversations or they're going to. It's only been a few weeks. I'm fully expecting something to happen. It's, I mean, Craven, um, Scorpion. Yeah, he's still out and there. And like a, a Carnage is like some of the last stuff we've seen on screen that are big yep, villains for him. Yep. And you can put, I mean, imagine Hot Venom Goblin. 2 with Spider-Man and Venom and Carnage. And Andy Circus directing that could be that could fucking work. Oh shit, Andy Circus maybe. maybe. <laughs> uh, Andy next thing, this was interesting. Jess Rivera and Rick Martinez both posted Shia LaBeouf to play Moon Knight for Disney Plus. Oh shit, is that a joke or is that? Well, do they, this is do we my think question. He's a real g- good actor. So t- he is a good two actor. Two questions. Sometimes. Yes, sometimes. sometimes two questions could. And in the in the graphic, it was like could. Moon Knight be the fresh start for Shia that Iron Man was for Robert Downey Jr. Hmm. He could play a crazy guy. I would have imagined, and this is maybe just my bias, but I would have imagined Moon Knight being a little bit more of a physically imposing human. A little right. bit taller. Yeah. And more yeah. buff. No, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, just someone, I mean, someone you, bigger than... I mean, Shia LaBeouf is, is small. So he just put out these weird movies called Honey Boy and the Peter Butter... Peanut Butter Falcon. I don't know what these are. I've seen. Oh, I I haven't seen Peanut Butter Falcon, but I've heard that it's great. He played John McEnroe in the Borg versus McEnroe movie. Holy shit! Um, I did not know that. There was a movie I watched with him in, and I forgot what it was called. Uh, what did you say it was called? Honey, Honey Boy. No, that's not, that's not Borg versus McEnroe. Uh, American Honey is another American movie. Honey. Yes, Twenty sixteen. Saw with it. Yes. Man down, see a Sia music video. He's done a lot of weird stuff. I, I, yeah. And then so the follow-up question that you already asked, Christopher Mosel posted, I'm confused. We're allowed to take Shia seriously again? Oh, shit. I don't know. I think that he's <laughs> been doing like some interesting stuff. I saw American Honey. I thought that was pretty good. Um, he's been in some other stuff. Uh, but this new peanut butter falcon or whatever. <laughs> peanut butter. Yeah, it's called the peanut butter falcon. Uh, it's about a kid who is uh, mentally disabled, and um, he wants to be a wrestler, and he kind of befriends Shia LaBeouf, and, oh. and he kind of, like, takes him on, like, a, little, a journey, if you will. Yeah, it's playing in all, like, the festivals and getting yeah, pretty good so, uh, reviews. I've heard that he's very good in that. So, what, uh, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I don't, wouldn't go Shia LaBeouf either. Yeah. I don't think he's the guy for yeah. this. Yeah. Um, you got to have likability, and he doesn't have that, really. He has... He's, he wasted all that in the Transformers movies. <laughs> but those Transformers so, uh, movies. Uh, has when, he, has when, he redeemed when, himself the way, like, apparently Robert Pattinson, Pattinson has redeemed himself? See, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. I think he has. I think he's, as I said, I saw him in a couple of movies that were actually, his acting was actually very good. Hmm. Um, and he does come off as talented. But I don't think that, number one, he's the, he's the guy for this. And I don't know. I'm not even sure that Robert Pattinson is the guy. For well, for we'll see. I think uh, Pattinson we'll will be all right. He's really into it. There's an article. I'm very skeptical. There's an article in Variety talking about how much he was into it, and uh, he was really mad that it leaked before he got the part. 
But uh, under Matt Reeves' direction, it could be good. Anthony, out of all the D twenty three announcements, what was like your most? What were you most excited for? Hmm. Actually, probably I would go with um, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Really? I just yeah, didn't. That's, that's mine. Yeah. I just didn't see that coming. Right. Right. I mean, I didn't see any. I didn't see She Hulk coming either. To be honest, Miss Marvel. I'm not surprised that new characters though being introduced on the TV side. She Hulk. Little surprise, but Moon Knight. I was like Moon Knight on. And I'm more excited for the fact that, um, or not excited, but intrigued by the fact that it's going to be on Disney Plus. Like, right. how do you balance this character yeah. that's supposedly kind of dark and is yep, dealing yep. with a lot of mental illness issues, yep, yep. and you're putting him on a platform that is perceived to be this wholesome PG-13 esque platform? So, I think it's a layup. To be honest with you, I think that it's easier to do Moon Knight than to do a She-Hulk. Because just effects wise, yeah, just you can do a guy, oh, yeah, yeah. Suit, wise, yeah. yeah. Um, no. the material that you're covering, how adult it is, they, they can t- totally control that, um, and that doesn't cost them anything. But how they handle She-Hulk is going to be how much money are they going to throw in throw at that? So that's the question I have: is it not if people are going to watch this uh, gigantic green woman like Moon Knight? You got the costume. All you need is a good costume and some good kung fu moves, and you're halfway there. I I have a feeling these shows are going to have pretty healthy budgets. If the, what the the look of the Mandalorian is any indication, they spent a hundred million dollars on that series, ten to fifteen million an episode. It looks movie quality. I don't think they're going to sleep on the Marvel shows. Like I'm expecting similar production budgets for these shows. Because they're short runs. You could spend a lot of money on them. And plus, you're going to introduce these characters into the MCU proper in the movie. You're going to have to get this shit sorted out and make it look exactly like it's going to look in the movie already. Mm. I think. Mm. Yeah, I mean, huh? I do think they're going to have to spend... If the plan is to then spin these into movies, you can't have them look like subpar on yeah. TV and then be like, oh, look, now that they're in the movie, we're going to put... It's just going to be amazing. weird. That's yeah. so, but the most, the, uh, the thing I'm most intrigued is how they're going to make Miss Marvel's powers look cool. I, I remember you guys talking. Yeah, there, she's got fantastic that, those, four stretchy powers. It's going to be played for comedy. Like I think a lot of these things are going are not going to be um, action based shows. Like She Hulk's going to be like a law thing, yeah. probably. Moon Knight's uh, like gonna, a psychological daredevil y kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, it's mostly going to be just like fight scenes. And then Miss Marvel's your teen comedy. And then yeah. you know, but then we also have all the other shows that have uh, so the powers tones. are not going to be much of a as much of a important role yeah. in the show. Last thing in news oh. from the nation, uh, shout out to Fiddlesticks Winter Bottom the Third for sharing a video essay from one of our favorite video essay guys. We talk about his videos all the time. Patrick H. Willem uh, does some great video essays. This one titled "Learning to Appreciate Joel Schumacher's Batman." Oh shit. Ah, uh, he makes some good points. Uh, it's a very uh, interesting uh, per- perspective, especially given time of all the superhero movies that have come out afterwards. Looking back at it, it is quite fun, and those movies are unique. And you know what? Val Kilmer, not the worst Batman. He was pretty good. I forgot. I didn't hate him. No, he 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 was just in a crazy fucking movie. Yeah, I just don't like Joel Schumacher's movie at all but like i like val kilmer as batman he wasn't uh, i like the suit except for the nipples well think, he mentions uh, why the nipples and the ass shots work and what you know schumacher was really doing the 66 batman in big budget but it's a yeah. it, it's his take on this I, character. I will, I will say i haven't seen the video yeah uh, and i like patrick wilhelm 
but I don't think there's anything that can convince me that that's a fucking good movie. Uh, it's not a good move. Watch the video. It's just uh, like uh, appreciate because Schumacher has made some fucking great movies. I don't know if I can appreciate that movie. Can you appreciate? He made brought up a good point, and maybe you can't. We can. Rugs the fucking '90s soundtracks of Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Right, as shit as the movie was, Batman Forever gave us "Kiss from a Rose." From Seal, right. which is a great fucking song. That is it a great. Is a that is a, that is an all time song. Yes, you two. Yeah. I thought the U two song "Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me" was great, but you had P J Harvey, you had Brandy, you had Mazzy Star, Nick Cave, Method Man, The Flaming Lips, uh, and Michael wow, Hutchins from In Excess. Does so the soundtrack 90s. make a movie? But I don't know. It was memorable. It was soundtrack. one of those things. That was one of those things at that time when music actually mattered. Yes, that's true. Yes, um, and the soundtrack. Like, and you mattered. and you would see a lot of big name artists on. Yeah. Yeah. You actually paid for music, yeah. and you yep. bought albums yep. and shit, and it wasn't just everything free. Um, it mattered when you bought a soundtrack. I do remember that era, because I remember buying like the um, the Armageddon soundtrack, the Space, Space Jam, the yeah, Godzilla one I bought. Yeah, not in the More because I was a Godzilla 90s. fan, but you still had P. Diddy doing a song. Um, yeah, I mean, I do remember that era. Mid-90s sure. movie soundtracks were the best. Batman and Robin had the Smashing Pumpkins, Bone Thugs and Harmony, R. Kelly, which is a dirty word now. R.E.M., Jewel, Goo Goo Dolls, Michelle and Degeo Jello. Uh, just some, and that one really didn't have a big hit as big as Seal. But Joel no, Schumacher. Seal song is just. Joel Schumacher directed crazy. the Seal video, even. Yeah. That's how big it was. Just from a rose. Yeah. I was like, that's the, part of that movie. I know. I was like, they're too bad this movie is what it is because this is a great fucking song. <laughs> ah, the 90s are great. I wish they would come back. That was just. The difference between that and the Nolan movies is like everything in that movie was over the top. Yes. Like just like Chase Meridian. Like yes. her name was like Chase. Meridian. Yeah, like, Meridian. It was like it was like the 60s show. And I, I, that's how much I hate the 60s show once I realized what it was. But look, there's so many different kinds of Batman that were in the comics. Like there's multiple versions of Batman. He just did this take. He all- I know, but it just it feels like. I know that it exists, but because it exists, it doesn't mean I have to like. Well, he also brings up the point that we can appreciate <laughs> the fact that after Joel Schumacher's Batman, all the superhero movies we got tried so hard to move away from what Joel Schumacher did. So we may not have gotten to uh, X-Men and Spider-Man and the MCU. Uh, so we, should, Schumacher we should be thanking this motherfucker. Tanked Batman. Well, this is the thing. People are trying to push things in that direction. Yeah. And that's also a bad idea. I think that the hardest thing to do is to find balance. Yes. Yeah. Balance is key. But nobody does like crazy, fun, campy ass shit like those fucking movies. You're never going to see that again. So they have a unique place in time. You can do it. You just, it's just, you can't take it seriously. Wow. You just can't like be like, okay, this is going to, this is a great movie. You'd be like, it's a fun movie. It's, it's a fun, it's fun to laugh at. The closest one that I've seen to that in this kind of era is Venom. Yeah, it I was. That I mean, was you, like you've it was got a Venom saying, Eddie, yeah. you're a, I, I have to admit, I was a loser, like a turd yeah. in the wind." Yeah. Eddie, yeah, that's kind of what I enjoyed. Was like it was a throwback to like just fucking camp, bad shit, crazy. When like bad well, guys were Watch just bad guys. It. Yeah, like they had the suits. They they did the suits. They did the outrageous action and stuff like that. But they also like kept it grounded to a degree. 
And I thought that was kind of cool. But these Schumacher um, films, the bad guys were just bad guys. There was no backstory. There was no layered, deeper thing. So, you know, it, it reminds me of the, the 60s Batman comics when it was just wacky setups on the on the cover. Yeah. Every issue. Just like Batman. Lazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Look, we're going to peace out, Rugs. Where can the listener find you online? Oh, uh, you could find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy, where I occasionally mess with people. <laughs> He likes to do that. Show notes for this episode, jockandnerd.com slash 292 for links to everything we talked about, how to subscribe on all the platforms, how to get in touch, how to support all the fun stuff. Check it out. And if you like the show, listener, as always, tell a friend, tell one person, spread it like gonorrhea. Jockandnerd. Give it one of these, your friend that never leaves you for life. Thanks for listening to the Jockandnerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. I thought that you meant the herb. The herb or the guy? Is that I got confused on my STDs? I apologize. You got a real word. Burns when you pee. What's, what's the matter? You burning? That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> my penis is hot. My balls are hot. <laughs>